Hello and welcome to Nerd Canon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they are good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Today's topic is Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. This is a movie that was released on June 7th, 1991. The director is Stephen Herrick. The writers were Neil Landau and Tara Ison. It stars Christina Applegate, Joanna Cassidy, and John Getz. Ready for some shocking numbers here, Paul? Shocking. The, shocking. The Rotten Tomatoes score was a 36%, and yep. the audience score was a 56%. Okay. Well. Shock all around. I'm not shocked. Um, <laughs> the synopsis is... Five siblings are left alone all summer when their mom leaves town and the evil babysitter bites the dust. Yep. Uh, Paul, what was your experience of this film? Zero. I have zero. I have nothing to say. This is the f- the f- this is the first time I ever knew that this movie existed was when Beth was like, hey, let's do this movie about a babysitter dying. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, I guess I have to watch this movie now. <laughs> I have I had never like, heard of this before. Life. Never heard of it before. Nope. So I got nothing. Sorry. <laughs> what, okay. What was you, clearly you have some better. I do. I do. This detailed. is one <laughs> for me that was on frequently. What do you mean? Because on purpose or because accidentally? I think both. I think it would be one that I would have chosen to watch on occasion, but also I think maybe it was just on on HBO frequently. Um, for those of us privileged little assholes that had HBO as kids. Okay, um, so this, that's maybe why I don't... This is an HBO movie? Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, I think it's only PG-13, but I just... So this is what I was going to say. So HBO, at least when I was a child, they would get movies and it would be like, this is their new movie this month, or this is their movie that they just got the rights to that just came out. Or it, it seemed to me like there were like times of very heavy rotations of certain films and so within a given month, you might see Twister like 37 times mm. if you never left the house as I never left the house um, <laughs> as a child. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there would be like some some of those were big blockbustery ones. Like they were real excited to get Twister. I don't think they were probably as excited to get this one, but it just seemed like it was on frequently enough that I to this day quote it regularly. <laughs> there are certain things from this movie that I uh, quote all the time. Um, Go to hell, dishes Gus. Are done, man. And then also, I'm right on top of that, Rose. And, you know, it's funny to me because <laughs> in, in, in mixed company, if I say I'm right on top of that, Rose, I think in a group of five people our age, at least two of them. Oh, okay. You know, I, this is totally made up anecdotal bullshit, but I feel like I know a lot of people that watched this frequently and enjoyed it. Um, I'm not saying it's Shakespeare, but I had always liked it. I had rewatched it maybe a year or so ago. Um, I rewatch a lot of movies from, you know, a lot of 80s and 90s movies, uh, oftentimes in preference of watching new ones. Um, Maybe part of the reason we do this podcast. And uh, I I remember watching it pretty recently Hmm. as well. So, yeah. So that was my experience of it. Uh, Would you like to hear some fun facts? Yes. So, the part of Sue Ellen was originally written with Winona Ryder in mind, and she passed, and then Justine Bateman got it and ended up not having it or whatever. And um, Christina Applegate got it because her Married with Children co-star, Ed O'Neill, gave her the script. Um, he was, I think, buddies with the producer or something along those lines, um, and she was 19 
when she filmed it. Um, and she was like, you know, I think this was her first big movie role. Hmm. I read somewhere, which I thought was very strange, that she gained 10 pounds for the role and then lost it again to be back on Married with Children. Oh, weird. And I don't know why. I think she looks lovely. I don't know why they felt mm-hmm. that she, maybe because she didn't need to be like a sex pot. I don't know. But anyway, that was the thing I read. Another fun fact is two, when they show Sue Ellen's desk at work, um, there are two pictures and one is of Zach and, or the Walter and one is of Melissa. And that same picture of Melissa is used, is the same picture that that little girl actress uh, had used in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. <laughs> Um, which was from 1988, which is funny because, you know. So anyway, that, that struck me as pretty funny because I do remember that little girl being in Halloween 4. Mm. Um, this is the second movie starring Keith Coogan about a group of kids being left with a babysitter. That's Kenny. The first is Adventures in Babysitting, which was 1987 uh, with Elizabeth Shue. Mm. Um, so I thought that was funny. Coincidentally, both films were rated PG-13 by the Motion Picture Association, and they both contain one use of the non-sexual F word. Oh, yeah. So I thought that was funny. Okay. David Duchovny and Kimmy Robertson starred together in Twin Peaks and they were both in this film Kimmy Robertson is Kathy the chirpy girl yeah. that helps her do the yeah. uh, reports and Kenny never meets the babysitter before she dies but then he definitely says she sure was a great babysitter <laughs> which is which is funny to me that's perfect Kenny and I figured yeah. out why you like this movie once David Duchovny got on screen yeah oh and he's <laughs> such a turd in it <laughs> he is such a turd <laughs> it's funny because once again like I've seen this and I had seen it a lot, but he is not the person that I think about when I think about this movie, obviously. And then, like, I was absolutely obsessed with the X Files, as you already know by now. And so it's funny to me that every time he shows up, I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh, what'd you think? Let's uh, let's get into it. Solid '80s intro cartoon. Or, right. I mean, like I wrote 90, that too, and I <laughs> I forget about the intro cartoon every time. And I it forget surprises about that me with um, Four Rooms. Do you know the movie Four Rooms? Has mm-hmm, an intro, Tim mm-hmm. Roth has an intro cartoon. Solid, yeah. solid 80s, 90s intro cartoon. So weird. I had no, since I had nothing going into this, I had no idea where this movie was going. And maybe that was a good thing. But like, I did not see the whole plot. I guess I was coming into it thinking it was going to be some sort of Weekend at Bernie's type energy. And they were going to sort of. Oh, sure. Like. Pretend the babysitter this, was alive. Hey, this is one of those um, R.L. Stein books where they had the title <laughs> and then they had to write the movie. Right. <laughs> like the whole the whole thing of her being like, "Oh, clearly I need to get a job and provide for this family." That was like out of left field. That was a, such a left turn. I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" This is just, oh, this you're is skipping way ahead because we have to talk about her hat at the beginning. <laughs> the hat. The, okay, so first the outfits in the mall. Wow, I have. I love her fucking pony. boots, though. There's a side she pony has a on one red... of her friends. There's a black hat. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fringe leather dress. But she's got on a red uh, <laughs> patterned outfit, but she has on these killer, like, bright green docks, and I love them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's important and, to And note. fashion becomes a theme. I didn't realize fashion that was does. such a foreshadowing. Bangly earrings yeah. and bracelets. It was definitely... Well, and they're, like, looking at, mm-hmm. you know, they're shopping they're when the it mall. starts. It's and friends. she has that whole, like, how little we know now conversation, like, I'm in for the best summer ever, my right. mom is leaving, and it's right. going to be so great, like, which, like, happens over and over again, where she's, like, very optimistic about how things are going to go, and then it doesn't go that way. Speaking of the mom, she's, yeah, she's, she's got to be, so, 
I guess I'm spoiling it a little to say one of the overarching themes of this movie is how terrible the actual mom is. And that the, the plot of the movie is basically the mom goes away to Australia on a personal vacation for yeah. two months over the summer. Yeah. Leaves her kids with a perfect stranger. She did not discuss this with them. She has never met this fucking broad. <laughs> ages, Their kids house ages is 17 filthy. to, how old do you think the little kid is? The, uh, like eight, seven? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Total stranger walks in and she leaves 10 minutes after this woman shows Bye. up at her house. Right. And she did not discuss this at all with them. Didn't discuss it and apparently doesn't really check in with them at all. No, a couple phone calls, couple but that's phone about calls, it. Where yeah. she totally accepts that the, this elderly babysitter's out on a date. Uh, and that would. That yep, was, yep, yep, yep. Um, that house is unconscionably filthy. It is. It really is. And I like it's how this mom before has. before the mom leaves. Oh, it's filthy. It's disgusting. Yeah. And she has this like quick change where she like looks like a typical like haggard. I've been like doing uh-huh. housework or I'm at home, mom bun mom. And then two minutes later, she's wearing a fucking power suit and she's going on vacation for two months with a briefcase. That's, I have that in my notes too. She's going to <laughs> Australia for two weeks. Yeah. She has legit, two like a purse. A purse and a briefcase. Per- purse and a briefcase, and she's wearing yeah. apparently, a, I guess, like a business suit. A business suit for her personal yeah. vacation. What the actual fuck? <laughs> also, she indicates that she's thirty-seven. Yes. Yeah. So that me that's um. P.S. How old I'm about to be in <laughs> uh like eighteen days. And so that means that she had Suelle when she was like eighteen or nineteen. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Well, I mean, um, and the dad's not in the picture. And there's a couple yeah. references to how terrible dad is and dad's not right, going to help right. them. And, yeah. They do say they miss her a few times, but they also... Only in context yeah. of needing money for food, I think, is... No, when the little kid gets hurt, she says he misses her, but yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Um, and I like how a little, you know, a little thing is, you know, she says, you're not an adult yet. And I just feel like that, again, a little foreshadowing about, like, right. you, you don't really know what it's like to be an adult. Um, I like that she leaves and Mrs. Sturak blows the whistle on the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Music plays for a second. Yeah. And they do that weird zoomy close-up thing right. that they do. Yeah. I like the middle finger from the little kid. Yep. Yep. The... yep. When she, the girl, when she makes her dress up. <laughs> yep. I like I like. And she storms Melissa? out in that dress and gives her the middle finger. Yes, I like Melissa. I could not believe the holes. Kenny comes home with a pot plant. He does. And which he immediately breaks. Which he immediately breaks. Because <laughs> he's a total oh, fuck. fuck up and he's terrible yeah. at the beginning of this movie. And whatever. He's the typical, every stereotype you can think of about like a pothead. A pothead stoner kid. Stoner kid. Mm-hmm. But his jeans, his jeans have the holes in his butt. Holes in his butt. I'm yes, like... I wrote that down too. What the fuck? <laughs> I saw butt cheek. Oh, man. Also, I don't know if this is true, but I read, so Suelle's like 17, and she says that at the end, so she very clearly says that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kid I read was supposed to be 15. He is 20, easily, easily playing yeah. this role. It wasn't clear for me that he was supposed to be younger, just that he was less responsible. Yeah, I felt like maybe they were almost on par, but... Right. I, and she treats him like the other adult. A, a quote unquote adult, but right. but yeah, fifteen. He's got those fucking holes in his jeans. But before that, Mrs. Stirk bites it. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite part about that that's is that's the title that of the movie. They, so <laughs> they cover they they cover her in a California razor. I, I can you see no. my notes? I wrote that on my notes. 
<laughs> Paul, do you want to talk about what the sweet fuck you just showed me wrote your notes on? I wrote them Was on it a... your short order pad from when you worked at Burger King? Like, what am I looking at right now? It's a notepad. <laughs> what do you mean it's a notepad? Take a picture of that and post it on the Instagram. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. I wrote California uh, anyway, yeah. Raisins sheet California Raisins dead babysitter. California Raisins, for those of you who don't know, were raisins with faces and arms and Anthropomorphized legs. Anthropomorphized raisins. played music. And for they sang some, I Heard It Through the Grapevine. some unknown reason, they were super popular in the late 80s, early 90s. I was a California raisin for Christmas, for Halloween ones. I remember being excited about getting, the, I think they were in McDonald's Happy Meals for a while. They like little sure fingers. were. I had them too. California raisins. Why were, they're, they're really not, there's a special, right? There's like a Christmas special thing. There was thing. a special. Oh, man. California Raisins. Okay, we got to talk about that another time for sure. I always like looking at when we're watching these old movies, one of the things that's interesting to me is the product placement. And this yes. movie has a lot of product placement because there's so Mama much. less pizza face up. <laughs> right. There's yeah. Skippy peanut butter. There's cereal. There's all because the house is such a garbage. Like they're in the kitchen a lot and they're yeah. talking about food a lot. It's interesting to see the product placement. She opens I a agree. Diet Coke or something at one point. Like, yeah. It's just, I always enjoy watching the product placement in old movies because it's just fascinating to me. I think it's yeah, gotten a I lot agree. more overt. It has, because it does feel a little bit more in the background in these yeah. older ones. But it's funny to see the old logos, too. Right, yeah. There's a real quick progression from We Should Call the Cops to Let's Just Drop Her Off Let's in a Trunk. Drop her off at, at, the the at the morgue. At the yeah. morgue. And steal her car. And steal her car. Well, of course and we steal her car. Can we talk about the random weird-ass carjacking by a group of drag queens? Oh, that's way later, but we can sure talk about it. <laughs> Liza? And also the fact that they know Liza Minnelli is funny because... They probably, well, I don't know. In 1991, maybe they did. But... I had no goddamn idea who that was. Um, then, then, did. now I know who it is. Right, right. I, but why, um, why, why, what's the, is this like a thing I don't know about that in the early 90s there were gangs of oh, drag queens? Oh, yeah, there queens? were roving bands of drag queens. Who would steal your car? <laughs> no, I don't know. What is that? Who wrote that? Um, like, well, what? I guess they just wanted to have it really be all the bad things. They were like out of food, whatever. So she gets this fucking job by lying. Well, first she works a clown dog. Okay, she so clown dog. this is another thing. I was like, okay, so she's going to go get this job and there's going to be this sort of romantic. It's We got sure. the meet cute thing with Brian and, oh, yeah. they're both. You know, and and then I thought I was like, okay, so and then she quits, and I was like, what is happening yeah. in this movie? Fuck what? This shit, I'm out. She's out. <laughs> I like the middle manager guy who's put on a happy face. I've definitely had that guy as a manager before. With a really fun squeegee. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had that guy too. Um, he's on lithium. Uh, so, <laughs> so she gets a super fancy job by totally falsifying her resume. And I love her little micro expression when she's talking to her and she goes, I mean, you're a Vassar gal. And she's like, oh, shit, I put that right. I went to Vassar. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Why is that Carolyn chick such a giant twat? I, I think it, I don't know. Well, she like, got passed over. She was supposed to have that job. No, but she was a twat to start. She was. A tw- she was she you're right. hasn't been passed over yet. She thinks she's getting the job. Right. And she's sitting there. You are supposed to go to personnel. Yeah. Like, she's a huge asshole from the beginning. Yeah. 
she she can't be sympathetic miserable. because then you're like, why is the 17 year old getting the job over right. this highly qualified she's miserable. person? <laughs> so of course, Rose Lindsay wants to hire her because yep. she's miserable. I love Rose's giggle. I think that she's very charming. <laughs> yeah, she is. I, she really is. She's very charming. She's very sweet. And um, Gus and I, is about as creepy as person as what is happening absolutely. there. Absolutely. So um, he's a total creep. I here's another thing. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, so she's gonna to whole left turn. We now we're in this high fashion, super high whatever job that she's right general parallel fallen backwards into. And let me oh, so the arc of this movie is now she gets caught out, but she still makes it all work because there's like a sexual harassment lawsuit against Gus. Like that's <laughs> the end of the movie. Right. That she like takes them to court and. Or not, well, in an early 80s or 90s movie, it's not she takes them to court. It's just there's like this blackmail and they end up. Yeah. Everything is, works right. out okay because she's going to expose this guy for right his creepiness. That's the part where when she first meets her is when she says to always say I'm right on top of that rose, which yeah. is a great line to say when your coworker asks you for anything. Yep. Um, I like her getting ready montage. Uh, There's a couple getting ready montages, um, and I enjoy them all. And she's obviously started sleeping in her mother's bed Mm -hmm. and wearing all of her mother's business clothes, Mm -hmm. and that's very funny to me. And then fucking Mulder shows up. Yep. And he's also super creepy. Somehow not as creepy as Gus, though. Gus is just something with his teeth. I mean, obviously his behavior and everything, but something else that he... the guy is just, oh, whatever. Gus is a creep. Bruce is Mulder's character, and he's a jerk, um, and he somehow is dating that Carolyn, who's right. a total twat, so that's ridiculous. <laughs> she, But, you know, so two things. Sue Ellen's trying to figure out how to do this job. I like that she answers the fax phone call. The fax right. machine rings, and she answers it. <laughs> and then that other girl comes in, and it also burps at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It totally burps at her. Yeah. And then she says, you know, I'm just organizing my, like, amorphous hub stuff. Like, <laughs> she... <laughs> And I, I think that's real good. And I'm going to start calling my folders, you know, just amorphous, like, amorphous hub, stuff. hub stuff. I like that a lot. Wait, no. And then Mulder comes in and he is a dick and she puts her whole dick on the table. Yes. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> Who are you and what do you do here? I'll get those numbers ready for you when I fucking am ready for him. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. And he's totally cowed yeah. and leaves. <laughs> she is 17. Yeah. She has no idea what she's doing, and she has the pure, unadulterated fucking confidence of a kid that has never been told no about anything. Right. And I love it. I love that moment. She's totally, I know so many people who would be like, ooh, let me just get that. No, she's like, fuck that, and fuck you, and I love it so much. Can I ask, in the copy you watched, in whatever you watched, was there dubbed stuff? That was clearly dubbed in later. Like, at one point... There's definitely a time or two, especially when it's, like, little groups of people. She well, like she calls end. Kenny a prick. She clearly calls him a prick, and it's dubbed in punk over top of it. Oh, okay. There's also, like, a point at the end with all her little friends where, like, one of them says... Like, someone says something and no one's mouth moves to say it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, see you later, or whatever, and it, like, no oh, one says Oh, that it. happens when they're on the date, too. It's, yeah. like, a far shot, and it's dubbed, It's clearly mm-hmm. dubbed in. He's like, oh, it's super cold, or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, she was speaking on screen, and it, was, yeah. it oh, felt no, like I... an old... It felt like an old TV... Made for TV movie, or a, yeah, a movie that was maybe. converted to be TV. Maybe you couldn't say prick. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. The, my next notes are about the date with that boy. Did you miss every girl over 25 should have a cucumber in their house? Oh, I did write that, but it's <laughs> I wrote it later. 
Um, I think that happens later because I oh. love that. Oh, Sue Ellen, every girl over 25 should have a cucumber. <laughs> yeah. That's not how to do it, girls. Go on Amazon and get a dildo. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't this do that. That's PSA right now. <laughs> That's, yes. I am close to the mic and I'm looking at you with serious face. <laughs> Just between us. Don't use veggies. Okay. Back to the humor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, skip I do like that line, though. And she has no idea. Like, she doesn't. I also like this is later, but she says, "Have you ever had a forty-eight hour orgasm?" And she goes, "No, I've never been to San Barbara." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She has no goddamn idea. Right. What do you think about this date? What do you think about this boy? It's fine. For the purpose of the he's movie, he's not that cute. He's fine. She's super pretty. Yeah. Not that that means anything, but just in terms of movie actors, like it, I don't know. It just. Oh, I think they match. Me. They're fine. It's fine. I, then also somewhere in here is the dishes are done, man. <laughs> and I fucking love that shit. Well, they've they, he's done them using the BB gun, which he's, sounds like a yes, shotgun. They've done yes. I love when here's about the date when they're like he's trying to get her. They, he's driven her home. I think it might be for after their beach date, which is a fine date. But the beach date's cute. I think that are, are you gonna talk about that argument? Yes, because I, I think love that's her after line. That. That's after the uh, department store date. Okay. But you can still say it. I just like, she, he's like, hey, want to go to this baseball game? And she's like, sure. And he says, oh, and I'll be going with my sister, who you now know is yeah, the is jerk. The yeah, from yeah, her office. Caroline and she can't obviously collide those worlds. And she's like, oh, no, I just remembered I hate baseball. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. that's the best, <laughs> like, oh no, sorry, I just remembered I hate I, I fucking can't with you. <laughs> that's great. Sorry, there's other stuff, because I'm, I'm down to when they start spending the money. Uh, Yeah, the little dude breaks his leg, like. Yeah, I didn't write anything down about that. All of that, like, they start spending all the money, they. I love you know. the, the early 90s. Uh, entertainment system that is state oh, of the yeah. art, for, and it's it's just awful. Death by stereo. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's something. Mm, it is something. And then yeah, so then we get into like the place is gonna close, and she's gonna save it, right? And also redeem all that petty cash money that she's fucking stolen, right? By by throwing a huge party, and the montage for that. I just wrote know, no fucking way. The montage is fine. When they get to the actual actual party and they have trays of appetizers yeah, and they have and full lighting and, yeah. systems that they're working right. with and a sound system. They have this somehow rigged up a runway over the pool and there's they like sure lights in the... No fucking way did that I also happen. like the exchange of, you didn't need to whisk the couch. Well, it needed it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like Kenny. Kenny I, I, I like do, too. Kenny. I like Kenny. He he starts to, he you know, he gets into cooking and yeah. he cuts his hair. I love like the idea that he starts thing. watching Julia Childs and then he's like, oh, yeah. this cooking stuff is kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even back in the beginning when he's with his stoner friends, he is making them fancy waffles. Mm-hmm. So he already was vaguely interested in it. But then he's honing that craft. Right. And I think that that's kind of adorable. So, yeah, this whole thing. I like that Elvis helps clean during the montage and that they have his, like, one stoner friend knows how to somehow do eye sculptures with, like, a screwdriver. <laughs> Elvis is the dog, by the way. I'm not sure Elvis that was Elvis is clear. the dog. He's the corgi. <laughs> He's real cute. Yeah, man, she shoots Gus in the in the crotch with a water gun, yep. and that's a very 17-year-old thing to do. Yep. I wasn't sure what the implication was there, 
that he peed his pants. Was it? Was it supposed to be because then it immediately moves to like Gus was making a move because Rose Lindsay right. comes in and I don't know. Yeah, I I right. like to go to hell, to Gus. So that was fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. Rose takes her word and says "fuck off," which I like. Yeah. Um, and she's not mad at Sue Ellen for him hitting on her, which sometimes is how those types of things yep. go. Yeah. And I really did like that because, you know, Rose is older, you know, Sue Ellen is younger and very pretty. And sometimes women are portrayed as being really catty about each other in that way. And they're not mad at the cheater guy. They're mad at the girl for, like, existing. And so I I very much liked that she was like, no, you're a dick. Get out of here. Like, I liked that. These clothes, though. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. Tell me, Paul. (laughs) The line of uniforms converted to high fashion as the saving the day moment of this movie. The fucking dance that these girls, oh my these, goodness, these no. fucking model girls do. Well, they're, the one girl does that move where she's like got her feet and she's just moving her feet so that she's like moving <laughs> it back and forth in such a way that it looks like a terrifying clown nightmare. Um, oh, God. Well, the, all yeah. the outfits are terrifying clown nightmares. All of them. They are all very, very fluorescent. Yep. I mean, maybe yeah, that yeah. would be popular now again somehow, but... Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. So then in all of these movies where it's all pinned on someone telling a big, huge lie, there is then the very public yep. confession. Yep. The fucking clown truck shows up, <laughs> and he will not be dissuaded. Don't you think... I mean, like, he's like, no, we're going to do this, <laughs> even though I can see that there's, like, a huge thing going on. Right. Like, yeah. he's like, no. I think if I pulled up in a clown van and there's this very posh party happening, there's cars yeah. all over the place, I'm probably just going to be like, okay, maybe I'll try this a different night. Maybe like tomorrow. <laughs> I could try this tomorrow. Also, like, he was really taking it to 11 because they had he like was. kind of a small argument right. that he like ramped up and p- like pieced out. And then he decided he needed to do, like, He's known her for maybe a week? I don't know. The time is weird in this movie. How long she's actually been working or trying to work is very unclear. It is weird, because... Because she gets paid. It's been two weeks, at least, because she gets paid at the end, sort of, for her... But whatever. So they've gone on essentially two dates, and he's basically like, you owe me all the details of your life right now. Right, which is, like, not... Yeah. I'm not... I just... I'm not crazy about him. She likes him, but I don't feel like there's chemistry there. And, you know, he's that's his sister, and he likes her, and she's a real twat. This so is just Beth. Is, she's decided this is going to be a spinoff podcast. Beth evaluates movie relationships. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. I have my armchair psychology degree, <laughs> and I'm going to... That just disqualifies you. Yep. I'm just saying. No, it doesn't. I don't know. I give a shit about these people. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I like how she does a big confession, and then in much of... And much, again, of these, like, tropey types of things. It's like, oh, it's fine. It works it's out. It's fine that yep. you did that. You stole $3,000 and lied. and But you saved the company, so everything's forgiven because you have right impossible fashion sense for a uniform fashion company. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's fine. I like the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I, I actually thought about that, too. It's very, yeah, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah. I do like in their date, I, I call it in my head a Walmart date, but I have no idea what story it actually is, right. but they bounce around. I Number one, I really like her outfit in that scene. She wears she's these, like these super this baggy pants. Top. They're super baggy pants with a huge belt, yeah. and I just think she looks really cute, and I would, like, 100% wear that outfit, and it just is really, because, you know, she's dressed up like a fake adult in a lot of the mm-hmm. movie, and so that is, like... You know, she's just on her little date, and I right. just thought she looked really cute. And 
I think the like bouncing around thing is is cute, and that song that plays is really good. There, this is the best thing that has ever happened to me. I like it. <laughs> you didn't need me to sing it, but I did. Yep. I know this is not a deep film. But, you know, I think there's something to be said about that point in your life where you're trying to figure out how to be an adult and you're expected to act like an adult in some circumstances, but then everyone treats you like you don't know what you're talking about um, and like you're still a dumb idiot kid. I feel like that, not, I'm not going to say artfully done, but it's definitely... I think definitely comes up, you know, she feels like she starts to understand from the mom's perspective. She works all day. Nobody cleans the house. Nobody does anything. No one cares how hard she's working. There's a scene. She has a scene with Kenny where she comes home and they have a very as if they're married sort of scene where he's like, you don't appreciate my cooking and I waited for you. And she's like, I was working all day. And yeah, they have a very. uh, Right. But even before that, she comes home before everyone else is on board. And she's like, I worked all day and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, she starts to understand that. And then she says to him when he wants to bounce, like, aren't we too old for that? And he's like, no, you're never too old for that. Like, there's just Mm -hmm. a lot about that. Like being 17, 18 and graduating high school, like is a weird time where you are supposed to be starting your, like, quote-unquote adult life, but you're still, like, a dumb teenage idiot. And also, there's a lot of weird expectations placed on you of being both an adult and still a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I thought this movie spoke to that a little bit, obviously, in its own goofy way. But I liked the character of Sue Ellen. Like, I thought she was pretty cool and pretty tough. And I, I maybe that's why I liked it. I gotta say, I like the... This is weird. This is gonna be weird. But I really liked... Her name is Sue Ellen and she's called Swell. I thought that was just a yeah. cool nickname for her name. Like I thought that was cool, too. And they say it sort of like Swell, but yeah. they spell it Swell. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool, too. That's a weird name. That's no one else's name. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> and I actually noticed that this time because I read about it. I, like, read it printed when I was doing... Um, Uh, notes and doing my research and I saw that it was spelled swell and then I noticed it on the board the chore board yeah that that's how they wrote it and I was like oh that is funny like I hadn't I'd always known that they called her Suell, but we also need to talk about how there are zero there are zero consequences for the lie there are also apparently zero consequences for the babysitter dying and they drop her off at oh, the yeah. morgue and yeah, there's even like a post credit never... scene where it's like the two guys who picked up her body and have buried her as a basically a Jane Doe. They've buried this old lady. She has a, a headstone that has the same note on it. <clears throat> nice old lady, yeah. That they printed and stuck to her yeah. when they left her like a a baby on the steps of a morgue, like a baby on the steps <laughs> of the church is what they did, basically. Yeah. And apparently that's just fine. They don't even ever, the, the, basically the... The, the mom never even like at, right? Like, she does. Like, she says, at the, yeah. it's like the last line in the movie. She says, what happened to the babysitter? Yes, and then it's just Shrek. cut to black. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all just funny to drop off a dead. They're like, she didn't have any family. It's fine. Right, right. We're actually doing a favor. I think there was a rationalization yeah, scene there. Yeah, too, yeah, but... yeah. They did. They went to that rationalization very quick. Well, I don't they want mom to come home. Right. Like, yep. And I thought to myself, God, I hope my kids never say shit like that. <laughs> I want a mom to come home. The, listen, the like, mom leaves for a month and a half. She comes home early. When she gets home, her house is a thousand times better yes. than when she left. Her kids are... It took her 17-year-old six weeks mm-hmm. to become a better mom than her mom. This mom is yeah. just garbage. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that's the point of the movie. I don't know, but whatever. C- clearly. So we should take parenting lessons from Sue Ellen? I guess so. 
Uh, I don't know. The mom is garbage. Whatever. It's hard to say that, but I don't know. Yeah. And she does. She she deals with a lot. She deals with, like, two creepy, sexist dudes. She Mm -hmm. figures out, you know, sort of how to do that job or at least how to pretend to do that job. Like, she's a good listener as a friend to Rose. Like, I just, yeah, I, I like her as a character. I think she's I think she's cool. Yeah. Any other final uh, final thoughts on this? I don't think so. Does this go in your nerd canon? It does go in mine. Okay. I think there are enough good quotable lines, and it's, I mean, it's obviously just a silly thing, but I, I enjoy it enough to put it in mine. You never saw it before, so I- I've I, never I, heard know. of it before. And yeah, so what do you- I would say it was an enjoyable watch, but it doesn't go in my nerd canon. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, it just it doesn't have the same, probably the same nostalgia for me, and- I don't know. I think there are probably other... This is like the a teen, 90s teen movie. I think there are probably other ones that would go in my sure. nerd canon maybe that I have more experience with. And I think probably this sort of genre will be around forever. They'll right. always be making sorts of movies that are like this teen transition period and yeah. hijinks happen. And I think it aged pretty well Yeah, is, is one thing I'll say. I mean, yeah, they, she wears some pretty crazy outfits, but... I think the story has aged okay. I mean, obviously, it would be different now with cell phones and stuff like that. And I, I think that's why it holds up for me. It doesn't feel cringy or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's part of why it holds up. I think there are some good jokes. The outfits um, actually are one it. of the things in my positive comment com, com, yeah. column because I mean, like, these were, th- that was, it's such, I've said this a few times with different things we watched. Every time I see it, it's like, Oh, wow, that was really the fashion. And there are times mm-hmm. when I'm thinking, oh, look, you know, like, oh, the 80s are back. But they're not. But you look, go back and look at what the 80s actually were right. and the early 90s, especially the early 90s, the stuff with the, the fluorescent yeah. and, oh, my gosh, the, the power suits that she wears with the giant, oh, the shoulder, giant pads shoulder pads and stuff. Like, yes. It's never, it hasn't been that back, even if. People say, oh, the 80s are back. Let me get some. There are certain things like body suits and, and some of those profiles and shapes are back, but not some of those really identifying yeah, yeah things. So and the, I think it's interesting. I was, I just thought it was interesting to see her different fashion thing. The fact that fashion yeah. played a part in this movie, even if it was like janitor, right. referee. What were the things that? Oh, like nurse. Nur- oh, yeah. Nurse, um, referee, and bellhop were the the three bellhop, final outfits right. that they had that she had designed mm-hmm. out of the uniform and a fashion. chef she's whipping up something cute or something yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> well that was after brian showed up i think i don't remember yeah. the last couple yeah so yeah but not in my canon ultimately yeah but that's okay at least you watched it and i think you got a couple chuckles out of it yeah right? i enjoyed it all right well Paul's wrong, but that's okay. Uh, No, (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online. We're Twitter at NerdCanon, and we're Instagram NerdCanonPodcast. Comments, suggestions, whatever, email us at NerdCanonPodcast at gmail.com. What's next? Uh, What's next, Beth? I don't know. What's next, Paul? You are the keeper of the schedule. Family Matters. Family Matters! Oh, I'm going to sing to you. I'm just okay. going to do the, the catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we'll see you in two weeks with that. Uh, until next time. Keep the nerd alive. Keep the nerd alive. Stay in the love. Oh, it's Tom the Line. <laughs> <laughs> Is the song. <laughs>